I'll lay it out there for you, Utah fans. Some of the reasons that the Florida Gators are going to beat the Utah Utes, in my opinion, here on Locked on Gators. You are Locked on Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast and Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. I am your host, Brandon Olson. Happy Wednesday. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Utah fans, you know, you know all about that one. Find my written work with whole nine sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college. Enter promo code LockedOnCollege for a free white tech hat with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Today, I'm spending a little bit of time talking about some of the reasons that I think the Florida Gators will beat the Utah Utes next week, eight days from today, because I feel like I should let that out. I will say, and this is what I've always said, because I know there was that little Utah clip of me going, I think Florida is going to beat them mm, out of Utah. I think physically Florida will beat them mm, out of Utah. Physically, I think scoreboard's still going to be close. I think it's still going to be a Florida win. Like I've said since the very beginning, I think it's going to be close no matter who wins. Okay, got that out the way. For Utah, the main reason that I'm saying, yeah, Florida's going to win this game is quarterback. Look, look at the few options that are here for Utah with, with quarterback. But let's get rid of the one that I've seen on, on Twitter and stuff before of from obviously from some Gators fans of Cam Rising's healthy, okay? They're just smoke screening you. I don't care how healthy they say Cam Rising is. He's still seven and a half months removed from a torn ACL. He's not going to be 100%, okay? So let's just get rid of that one as even a, a possibility. So then you look at either Cam Rising is going to play very not 100%, with Bryson Barnes as his backup, of course, Brandon Rose out because of the hit in practice that, that took him out. So either Cam Rising is going to play seven and a half months after tearing his ACL and is going to be not 100%, which last year his legs were a huge factor in Florida almost losing the game. I don't want to say Utah almost winning. Florida almost losing the game. Cam Rising's legs played a huge factor. That's one of his best traits and i don't mean that as an insult i think cam rising's a damn good passer but one of the best traits he has is being able to extend plays and extend drives with his legs so either you start him when he can't do that with his legs he could probably pick up a little bit if he's just running straight but he's not going to be able to take that contact or, or make anybody miss or anything like that or cam rising doesn't play and the Utah Utes are stuck with Bryson Barnes as their starting quarterback. And I don't mean stuck as in he's bad. I just mean that's their that's not their first choice, obviously. So if Cam Rising doesn't play, they're stuck with Bryson Barnes. And Bryson Barnes is going to be an inexperienced starter. 
And here's the thing. Every time I say Bryson Barnes is going to be an inexperienced starter, I get the Utah fans are just like, he appeared in 10 games last night. He's not inexperienced. Shut your mouth because you're wrong. Okay. I get it. He appeared in 10 games. He has 200 snaps in his career so far, according to Pro Football Focus. 109 of them are him handing the ball off. You're going to sit here and try to convince me that a guy who, again, 200 career snaps, 109 of them are him handing the ball off. 54.5% of his snaps are him just going, here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go. And you think I'm not going to sit here and call him inexperienced? That's less snaps and more handoffs than Anthony Richardson had going into last year's game when Utah fans were like, oh, Anthony Richardson's inexperienced. Anthony Richardson has no experience. It's going to be a whole thing. Are we going to sit here and pretend that that's not hypocritical? Last year, I I don't know about other people. I was sitting here going, yeah, that inexperience is going to be an issue for Anthony Richardson. This year, I'm going to say the same damn thing about Bryson Barnes, who's less experienced. And Utah, if you're using this as bulletin board material, hi Kyle. I'll be here when you lose. Just that's that's where I'm at now. That that that's what we're doing. Okay, again, I think this is going to be a very close game, no matter who wins. I'm not sitting here like, oh, Florida's gonna blow out Utah. I just don't think that that's realistic. I don't think either of these teams are the kinds of teams that are going to get blown out this year. And against anybody, I don't think that's gonna happen. Regardless of who Utah has as their starter, Florida's defense is going to be aggressive, and they're going to get into the backfield. I don't. I get it. Utah has a good offensive line. Good offensive lines still allow pressure. Good offensive lines still allow sacks. And when you're blitzing and you have five v five, you, you got you got five Gators defenders rushing your five Utah offensive linemen. I'm not sold on Utah's tackles being good this year. They can be. I don't think they will be in week one. And so, yeah, I'm going to bank that if we set five on fives and it's it's 1v1 here, Florida's going to win battles here and there, and they're going to generate that pressure. So then you, as Utah, have to make a decision if you're Kyle Whittingham, and you have to go, do we even subject Cam Rising to that teeing off? Which, again, if Cam's, if Cam's cleared, he's playing. I don't care if he gets cleared at, at 60%. He's playing if he's cleared. Okay. No doubt about that. And I, I will say, I know it's it feels like if you're a Florida Gators fan, it feels like you're kind of looking at Utah's quarterback situation and you're like, I don't think Cam plays. I think he does. I just don't care. Like obviously Utah's chances of him of winning with him are significantly higher than with Bryson Barnes. Again, that's not even disrespectful to Bryson Barnes. That's me respecting Cam Rising's throwing ability more than anything else. But he doesn't have his arguably best trait. And I don't even mean just extending plays and and evading pressure. I mean, running PA boot seven and a half months after a torn ACL and just hoping that the play develops and that you don't get hit. Mm -mm. I think Cam Rising's presence limits your play calling if you're Utah. I think it takes away a big part of Utah's game, which is that play action. So Florida, more likely to get to tee off on Cam Rising if he does play. 
Or if it's Bryson Barnes, odds are with an inexperienced quarterback like Bryson Barnes, odds are he's not going to get all of the checks right all the time when expecting a blitz. He's not going to get all of that right. Okay? He's also probably going to make some mental errors. Just that that's just what it is. Every quarterback makes mental errors, especially inexperienced ones. And Bryson Barnes is inexperienced. Again, 200 snaps according to Pro Football Focus. 200 offensive snaps played in his career, 109 of them were him handing the ball off. You cannot convince me he's experienced. And in fact, if you tell me he's experienced, congratulations, you now lose all credibility for your argument because that's nothing short of dumb as hell. Nothing short of that, okay? So if you have Bryson Barnes starting, you've got the aggressive defensive front. They're going to be blitzing. They're going to be running stunts and creepers and sim pressures are going to be there, all that stuff, with a coverage scheme that on the back end is going to constantly make late adjustments. And when you are inexperienced, Late adjustments will throw you for a loop, okay? Late adjustments, even Brady in his past couple of years, Tom Brady was getting thrown by some of these disguised coverages. It happens. It happens more frequently when your starting quarterback is inexperienced. So, yeah, I, I think for me, there are a few reasons that I think Florida is going to win this game. Again, I think Utah is a good football team. Like, I know yesterday I did where Utah has the advantages against Florida. And I had like Florida fans that were commenting like, now we're going to pretend they're good. Utah was always a good football team. I think they're still going to win the Pac-12. Because I, and that's more indicative of USC that I, I don't think USC can hang with a team that's going to be physical like Utah. Utah is always a good football team. You are going to find me very hard pressed to go, oh, this is going to be close even with a starting quarterback healthy. And then go, they're going to win still without their starting quarter. No, like I think it's still close regardless. I think Florida wins, plain and simple. And if you gave me like two and a half points, I'm taking Florida. If you gave me a three and a half point spread in Florida's favor, I'm considering it because, again, I, I think it's going to be a very close game. I think that Utah is a good football team. Without that QB, man, that is a hard sell for me at least to go, yeah, Utah's got it. But there are other reasons that I think Florida's going to win this game. And we'll talk about that in just a second. Before I get to that, though, if you're watching or if you're listening and you haven't worn bird dogs yet, I don't know what you're doing. Bird dogs are easily the most comfortable shorts that I've ever worn and are the most versatile shorts I've ever worn. They're stretch khaki shorts design. I'm telling you, fit slimmer through the thigh. And the leg, they give you that little sculpted look, and not not to brag, I'm bottom heavy. All right, thick thighs save lives. The sky's out, thighs out. That's what we're looking at. Go to birddogs.com/slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com/slash locked on college for that free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I see Ann for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, if you haven't yet, please do like, subscribe, comment, review. Um, let me know what you thought about Swamp Kings that came out yesterday. Personally, I loved it. I, I, I don't care that they that they didn't go too in-depth on the off-field stuff. I didn't expect them to. It was about the Urban Meyer Florida Gators like, like trying to win a championship every year. So it makes sense. But back to the to the matter at hand, eight days away, Florida, Utah. I'm like foaming at the freaking mouth for this game. But I think Florida's run game is, is going to be a big reason that that they win this game, obviously. Like I said this the other day, no matter who the starting offensive line is for the Florida Gators, they can run block. Pass protection, different story. Run game, it's there. No doubt about it. No doubt about it that no matter who that offensive line is, they can run block. I don't care which five you throw out there. I'm confident in them to be able to function successfully and win in that realm. And win in that realm, okay? Look at who they're blocking for. Montreal Johnson. Trevor Etienne. Good backs. Damn good backs. It's my pick in uh in, in my fantasy college draft, I guess, with that little beep if you heard it. So there's that. Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne against Utah last year had 139 combined rushing yards on just 17 carries. That's a lot of yards. For not a lot of carries. That's I'm not gonna pretend I did the math beforehand. That's what like eight-ish yards per carry. That's pretty damn good. 97 of those yards came after contact. That's pretty damn good. And we know that both of them are at least looking better. ETN seems like he's somehow even a little bit faster than he was last year. Both of these players look like they're ready to take the next step. And I will acknowledge this part. Running the football for Florida this year is probably going to be a little bit harder than it was last year, not just because of the offensive line, but because you don't have the rushing threat that defenses need to respect with Anthony Richardson. Okay, Graham Mertz doesn't bring that level of, he doesn't command that level of respect as a runner. And until he makes you respect it, defenses aren't going to respect it. But I think that, when you look at Montreal and you look at Trevor Etienne, like Utah clearly struggled against Florida's ball carriers last year, missed tackles in abundance, which I know we're not used to seeing. I'd expect more of that next week. I think that it's just it's just who they are. Like Montreal and Trevor Etienne, like Utah fans, if if you're not used to listening to this, Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne are are arguably in my opinion, the, the best running back duo. I don't think they're the best running back duo. I think that belongs to Michigan. But I think Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne are arguably in that conversation. I think that they have to be top 10, just, just a fantastic duo. They're both very talented backs. Little little thunder-lightning combination there. They are damn good. If your defense struggles tackling against them again, don't feel too bad about that one. And that's another thing. Like, like Utah, you know that last year, even week two, your run defense was pretty stout. Like there weren't that nearly as many missed tackles. That was, I think, more indicative of Florida's rushing attack, considering they did it 
week after week after week after week after week, I think it's more indicative of how good this Florida rushing attack is. So expect to see that again next week. Especially because when you're looking at this game, Florida versus Utah, I've said before, I think Florida needs to get out to a strong start in order to win this game. Best way for them to get out for a strong start, pound it, just, just pound the rock, make sure you're converting those first downs and get into the end zone. Best way to hold on to that lead in the second half, because that's where I think the altitude is going to start kicking in and, and taking effect. That's when you need to run the ball and run the clock. So I think Florida is going to do that. And I think Florida's backs like, oh, what? how do we win this game? Running the ball? Good thing we're really freaking good at that. Like if this was a team that's going to air it out a ton, that's a hard sell for me to go, yeah, then they could totally hold on to the lead when they were passing attack. No. But when we're talking about a running game, they're going to run the clock. Utah's going to run the clock. And then Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne are going to have fresh legs for most of the game. So I think that th- this running game for Florida, one of the best in the country. I think, yeah, you lost all of the production from Anthony Richardson. It's more carries for guys that are still elite. Like that's the thing that often gets kind of overlooked where it's like, well, you don't have Anthony Richardson's rushes anymore. You don't. Those carries, they're still going to go somewhere. And they're going to go to Montreal Johnson. And they're going to go to Trevor Etienne. And I fully expect to see a little more trickery from the offense now. Last year before the Utah game, it was, hey, let's install the offense. Let's make sure we can go out there and function and battle with them. This year, now you've had time to install the offense. Now you can maybe add a couple more wrinkles that we really didn't see from Florida last year. I'm not saying, you know, flea flicker, but I am saying that you get to add in maybe more receiver carries early on. Maybe jet sweeps, reverses. Just you get you get to add a little more fun stuff to your rushing attack that even if that play specifically doesn't work, the opposing team now has to respect like, oh, damn, they might do that. And so I think that the, the ground and pound style of the Gators going to win the game. And I get it. Utah, you're very confident in your defense. I do not care. Okay? You're confident in your defense. I'm confident in my running game. Let's line it up, run it back, and let's see what happens. Okay? Because I'm pretty confident my side's going to win again there. Okay? To wrap up today's show, we're talking about something that I haven't really touched on at all when talking about this we've spoken about you know utah you've got experience yep like we we know utah roster turnover so good yeah okay i get it roster turnover is great it was great last year too utah's got experienced players more experienced players get that utah Probably at this point in the game, overall more technically sound. I give you that. Florida has better athletes. And I'm not even, there's not a, I think, no. Florida has better athletes. And we know they do. And that's going to play a factor. Like I promise you, that's going to play a factor. Because even if you're more experienced and you're, you're more technically sound, being like at a certain point, you're going to get out-athleted. 
And I'm not saying that that's going to be the deciding factor in the game. I, I want to make that one clear. But at a certain point, when you are out-athleted, that's going to happen. Like, And then that's fine. But there's a certain point where it becomes very dangerous because you've got Florida receivers against the Utah DBs where athleticism matters more. Okay? I'm, I'm not saying that Florida is just, you know, gonna yeah we, we've got Tyreek Hill Jalen Waddle Nicole Hardman like we're we're the Chiefs from two years ago and with Jalen Waddle added in and we're just gonna run by I'm not saying that's the case but I do think that you're going to get to a point where you can't afford that little screw up as in when you are more athletic than someone as a Florida DB against Utah receivers let's say you can get beat a little bit and with your makeup speed you can cover for that athleticism widens your margin for error if you're on the right side of it, if you're on the Utah side of it, being out athleted really shrinks your margin of error. And so I think that's enough for me to go like, yeah, that's going to be about that. It's not the biggest reason at all, but it's something that I had not talked about prior to. And I did want it to touch on because again, I think that when you're looking at a team with Florida roster and you're looking at a team with Utah's roster, we know who's more athletic. And even Utah fans in the comments are like, yeah, like like Florida's more athletic, but Utah's more technically sound. And Utah's really physical, which, by the way, Florida will be very physical as well. Like, they were physical as hell last year. And Utah found that out firsthand. Okay? So, yeah, they're both going to be really physical. Utah does have more experience. Florida has better athletes. No ifs, ands, buts about it. Just, that's a fact. And again, when you are the side with better athletes, your margin for error, it increases a bit because you have that little leeway. Ah, he got me off the release. I can get to him before the ball gets to him. I can get in between him and the ball before the ball gets to him. If you're on the side that doesn't have better athletes and you get, you like you lose that press, because I don't know if anybody here has ever played corner. I have when you lose the press and you're not an awesome athlete. It sucks. Or when you lose the press and the person that you lost the press to is considerably more athletic than you. It sucks because you're, you're not catching them unless there's a bad ball. So when you're on that side, you can't really afford that. All it takes is one slip up. And Aiden Mizell, Ricky Pearsall, Eugene Wilson III. They're gone. Dust, because they're gone. Marcus Burke can do the same thing. You're going against better athletes. That Florida, Shamar James, hell of an athlete. Assuming he's 100%, he's going to be able to make plays for that defense. Jason Marshall, make plays. Prince Liam Mamiellen, make plays. There's players at every level of this Florida Gators defense that can be true game changers this year. And I say can be. I'm not going to definitively say that, but if there's going to be three, it's going to be Shamar James, Jason Marshall Jr., and Prince Liam Mangalon. Okay? Great athletes for Florida. That helps cover up your mistakes. Being technically sound does as well, too, but not as much. And so that's one of the reasons that Florida, I think, is going to be able to kind of just, just, again, not pull away because, again, I think Florida is going to be physical as hell, and I think Florida is going to win this game. It's going to be a close one regardless. But I think that that 
just having better athletes there, it's going to play in Florida's flavor. And, you know, things are just going to line up well for them there. Or things are lined up well for them there. I'm not saying things are going to line up as if I'm leaving it to luck. I think Florida is going to win this game. Utah's a good football team. I think Florida wins the game. Don't care about that. <laughs> just that's where we're at now. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free for every listen to the podcast. We'll be back later talking about the offensive line for the Florida Gators. We'll be back tomorrow talking recruiting with Brian Smith. We are eight days away from opening day, and I can't freaking wait for it. Again, if you have watched Swamp Kings, let me know what you thought about it below. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33, and I'll see you all later.